good take by Ben Tofield got that one to go, and he's one of the few shining stars here tonight. What's going on, everyone? We're here with Luke DeGaines, McMaster's newest shooting guard. You're two, right? Yeah. yeah. Newest two guard. New Marauder. Super excited to go there. Obviously, we're biased on this program. We're from McMaster as well. So first of all, congrats, Luke. How does it feel to, to be at Mac? Uh, it feels pretty good. I feel really confident going into my freshman year. I just feel like I can make some waves. And what was the the process like choosing Mac? Because you're obviously very close to there your whole life. Yeah. So was that a goal uh, early on or was it always an option early on or how did that come about? Well, I was in Memphis while I was playing for Tennessee Prep and I was approached by PT and I really liked the way he handled everything with the, the whole recruitment process and he just was really professional with it. And he just kind of made me feel as though like I would have been a really good ad uh, a really good addition to his team. Yeah, and what are you going to be taking at Mac? Have you decided on a major? I'm going to be taking communications for my first year in humanities. And then I'm during this summer, I'm taking calculus so that I can transfer to the business program. Oh, yeah, dude, the business program, it's like its own part of campus. You guys, you won't, you won't see nobody else. You yeah. Guys, they put you guys off in the corner and it's just over. But, dude, it's, I'm telling you, Mac's going to be a great time. I want to talk about your story and how we lead up to your eventual commitment. Um, so what was what was the pitch when you're being recruited by Mac? Like what what was said? And like you talked about them being professional, but there's one like sticking point. You're like, you know what? These guys just get it. Well, I've known PT for a while and I just feel as though that PT could like really bring out the I don't want to say dog, but he can really kind of like help me excel mm -hmm. and I can I can like through like through that program, I can kind of just be myself. I don't have to be anybody else. I don't have to be fake. I can just really be myself on and off the court and just develop into like the man I, I really am. So you were comfortable with him when you were talking to you? It felt natural? Yeah. It felt like it was supposed to happen. So did you have any experiences where that wasn't the case? Because I'm, I'm assuming McMaster wasn't the only school that came coming. Well, yeah, I had a few, I had a few offers from some schools down south. I had a couple looks from some JUCO schools and I had a, some few, a few options up here in Canada. But the difference between those ones and the one, those schools and McMaster is I feel like McMaster really put an effort into like wanting me and they really showed me how much that I mean to them and how much I can really affect their program. Um, let's talk about last season, the COVID year. You yeah. kind of had uh, two programs during the COVID year. Let's start, let's start with uh, uh, Taze Valley Prep. How was that experience? What went on over there? Um, that was a really good experience because I was coming from a Canadian prep school and it's just completely different culture going into that kind of atmosphere. It was kind of like the basketball players are the celebrities of the schools. You have little kids kind of coming up to you, just wanting pictures with you. They're tugging on your pants, trying to hug you, all kind of stuff. They just see the celebrities of the school. Like you kind of have to walk knowing, walk around knowing that you're representing the school in every way possible. Right. And, and what particularly about Tay's, uh, Tay's, sorry, uh, what happened there? Because it, it was a short season, huh? Yeah. Well, when I first got there, we played for about three months, two to three months, and then COVID kind of hit, and then everybody had to go home. Everything was kind of shut off. And then I went back in August. I played I played for an AA, uh, one AAU session with 
a team and then we had one scrimmage in September and then after that there was just a whole bunch of stuff going on with the <laughs> yeah, it was a there was a whole bunch of stuff going on with the with the governor with the athletic programs and all not just our school but all of West Virginia saying that there no teams could really play mm -hmm. so that was just kind of like that kind of not really like made you want to like go feel down or anything but that just kind of made you okay I have to stay locked in for longer because what if he says randomly one day okay we're gonna start today we're gonna start today but the thing what happened is he kept on pushing it back further and further and further and then eventually in January I, yeah, it was December January that kind of time mm -hmm. I just kind of realized that hey this is my senior season we're not actually having a season I think I should go somewhere that we're gonna for sure have games and it's gonna be as high level as it possibly uh, high level as it could possibly be and how do you think that season would have went had it like went down with Taze Valley? Yeah. That would have been different because everybody on that whole team, we had chemistry on and off the court. We were like real brothers. Like I had a few guys on that team I've known since I was little. Like mm -hmm. it was different. Yeah, man. It's COVID threw a lot of wrenches and a lot of different plans, but yeah. you rallied. You end up in Tennessee. How did that process come about? And how was your experiences there? It's kind of it's kind of crazy how it happened because one of my friends I played with you play when I was really young. I've known him for a while. Me and him have always had a pretty good relationship, but he's always been my bro. And then one day I just texted him, seeing how he's doing, just checking on him. And he messaged me back, and then we hopped on the phone. And then he ran. I didn't even bring it up at all. He kind of brought up this was going on with my team. A few players left, and we're looking for. We need like a few shooting guards. And I was like, Yo, that's perfect. I'm looking mm -hmm. for a team. I'm a shooting guard. And then I got in contact with the coach. I showed him my film. He's like, Oh, you're exactly what we need right now. They like, come, we come on ASAP. So. And that was a pretty smooth transition to go there. And then I kind of played. I was a second leading scorer. I kind of did my thing. And that's how it went down. So you talked about before, like when you chose Mac, like, you know, the trust and the comfort factor was a big part of choosing that. But then Tennessee comes, comes across really quickly. It looks like it happened in, uh, you know, a snap of your finger. So did you have to sit back a second and be like, this is a good situation for me. This is a good situation for them. But I just want to like, cross my T's, dot my I's kind of thing. Like, were you ever skeptical about it? Well, I kind of took in since the COVID kind of thing going on, there's no time for any of that. You just kind of, you just got to have to go with the flow, adjust, adjust on the fly and just adapt. Uh, before prep, before Tennessee, before Tays, we have a good decorated AAU career. Yeah. Take me through the AAU days. Well, I first started playing AAU in, I want to say grade grade eight or nine. I was playing for Uplay. And then I ended up transferring and playing for Bounce for the rest of my high school, like Canadian America, uh, AAU experience. I played for Bounce from grade 10, 11, and, you know, COVID, so I couldn't play for grade 12. But in within that, I played for Burlington mm -hmm. when I was younger. And then I came back when I was in grade, right after I broke my foot, the, like the summer right after that, I came and I was playing for them for the CNIT and I brought Burlington their their first and only ever CNIT and I won the MVP of the final game at 20 and 10 that game and that just that was a pretty cool experience just kind of got to show out in front of all my friends and family and just kind of show that yeah kind of show Back, what you said you said you broke your foot you said you yeah broke I broke foot? my foot. I broke my foot at a scrimmage in grade 11 it's a bad time to break your foot bro yeah no I broke <laughs> it. Uh, we were probably having like it was kind of like a training camp type thing going on and then I came down really hard on my foot and I, I broke, yeah, I broke my foot. 
you're probably talking to schools around that time as well. How is uh, how is the confidence at that point? My confidence myself? Yeah. Like, you I mean, you're well, having, it's a critical point in the recruitment process, right? And you get this injury. How'd you, how'd you stay strong? Well, the physical side, like that kind of took care of itself. I did everything I needed to do. I did all the rehab. I did all the, like, I went kind of overtime with that to kind of make sure that I didn't rush myself and I was ready to come back. But the hardest part for that, I think, was mental. Because you kind of, it kind of really makes you think, like, how much do I really love the game? Where, where can I really, what can I really do with this game? Where can I take myself with this game? And then in, within that, within that kind of, within that healing process, I kind of really took in like what I can, what I'm really capable of. And I really, I really like saw myself in a different light after that. Cause you kind of had to re, I kind of had to recreate my whole image after that. Cause we, I missed, I missed a pretty big AU season. But then again, I came back and I played for the final session and we won pit championships. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you rallied well from it, but what lessons did you learn from that experience that you still use now? Patience. Patience yeah. is a big thing. You can never, you can't rush the process. You gotta, you gotta put in overtime. You gotta do everything behind the scenes. You gotta, you can't rush, you can't rush stuff like that. Do you remember like a example of when your patience was really tested during that injury? Like where you're like, this might be my, this might be my line in the sand. Um, when I was def definitely when I was watching my team play against other AU teams, just knowing like we could have beat that team, but something happened within the team. Or even though even I was at I was at Canadian Prep School at the time, and when I was there, just watching the guys run up and down, have runs, I was just kind of like a punch in the face. Right. So the the Burlington team, this the CNET uh, winning team, is that grade ten or is that after? I th that was sixteen U. Like that was right after I broke my foot. That was the first kind of so organized that, back. So that's the bounce. That's the bounce back. Yeah. That's the, oh. So then you you probably yeah. The, this injury is behind me now because that team was, that team was not. Did you guys knew you were gonna be a a solid team from jump? Well, n not really. It was just me and Nana kind of came together. Like hey, like let's just go play for Burlington. We never really did this together. I knew I played for back Burlington when I was little, and my coach just so happened to coach the same team for my age group, and I played with all a few of the guys who played with me when I was younger. And then that kind of, me and Nana just always had chemistry. So it was just, we knew what we were doing. And then we kind of clicked on the court and we started winning games. And that, yeah, everything happened. I took care of yourself. I talked to, to you, uh, Nana and Tim, oh, oh, quite a bit. And everyone says that that was a special year. That was a, that was a special team. What, what was it about that year? I think it was just the fact that we were in our hometown. And I kinda, we all kind of realized, like, you can't take that from me in my hometown. Like this is mine. This is my city. Like, I got to do what I got to do to to get like to get the end goal, to get the result. I feel you. I feel you. I also heard that uh, you had a pretty good season at Corpus one year. You guys had some oh. fun years at Corpus. Great nine, we won. Great nine, we kind of had like a super team, junior team before that was kind of thing, and then we we won the Halton Championship. Give me the roster on that team. What was that roster? Um, it was Tim, Sam. Trucks, Nana, me, Matt Z, JJ, Shamar, who else? That's all I can remember so far. Yeah. No, it's okay if you forget. I mean, it's, you're on the spot. Okay, so now we know what the roster like. What was the year like? The year was kind of like just like childhood fun. We're all, you know, like childhood kind of going at each other, trying to prove to each other, I'm better than you, I'm better than you, you're not better than me. Who can like do this, do that? 
Great. And, and any games in particular that you guys, that sticks out to you, that you still think about? One game that stuck out to me, we were playing, I forget which tournament it was, but we were playing a, a game in Hamilton and someone drove baseline. Oh, this was, this was, this was a different year, actually. This was a, okay. a great, my grade 10 year. Someone was driving baseline and I was coming straight down the middle of the key and I got the ball and I just took off one foot and just dunked over two people. <laughs> were you dunking consistently at that point? Like, was that like a shock to yeah. anyone? Like once I hit, it, it was a shock to me even because I just kind of <laughs> jumped. Oh, I didn't even know what was going on. I just threw the ball at the rim and it just, it just went in. Is it on tape? No, no. I wish. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Then your hoop tape forever. I wish. <laughs> so, um, when did you know it was time to like leave all these good experiences you're having at home and? start to go to Taze and, and go to Tennessee. Like the like for someone that's in your position now, sorry, someone now that's in your position from back then, how would you help them through that kind of process? Like, hey, this is the time for me to go prep. Well, it was in my grade 10 kind of season. I realized like I wanted to take basketball more serious and play at a higher level because like, you know how the normal Burlington High School, <clears throat> there's like, there's it's, it's a good basketball level up until a certain point of where like athleticism skill kind of mm -hmm. grind like overtime like oh, putting putting in that overtime behind the scenes but then i just really realized i want to take it somewhere more serious where it's more competitive and what, what about the what's like an underrated part of that process when you're like look, like researching schools and you have coaches talking to you and like what's something someone told you maybe then that helped you pick a school go somewhere where you wanted Right. And that's something you obviously applied now with McMaster. Yeah. Right. Because you don't want to, you don't want to end up going somewhere and then you're just riding the bench. Like, no, but that's not a good feeling. For sure. And what about, um, we talked about the injury, the foot injury. What about any other low points or any other periods that you had to rally from? Or was the foot more of the most significant thing that you had to do? I think the foot was a more significant thing because there was even effects of that leading up into like the September all the way to December from that year. Mm -hmm. Are you 100% now? Yeah, I've been 100% for like just ever ever since like I'm, I went to play and ever since I went to play for Taze, I just, I've been 100%. I haven't been worried about that at all. Okay, so it's fully healed. There's no problems where... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's been fully healed. Did you ever have a thought back then that it wouldn't be like that? Well, the doctor told me like it could break again because it's just like a point in my body that's like always being under stress because it's like your foot, you know, you're always on your feet. But I, I was, I was kind of in my, that's why that was a down point for me because I was always in the back of my head. I always kind of thought like, what if I do this? What if I step wrong and I hurt, I hurt it again and I'm kind of out again. I have to go through that whole process to start starting from scratch basically. But other than that, nothing really. Yeah, and then dunking on two people probably doesn't help either. Mm. <laughs> It's, it's a risk you got to take for the team, bro. You got to... Yeah. <laughs> you throw it down, you throw it down. Yeah. What's your support system like? My support system? My support system is pretty good, actually. I come from come from a pretty wholesome family. I have three older brothers. And, yeah, I have three older brothers. that They play basketball for a little bit, but nothing too serious. And, yeah, I've just been exposed to a lot of stuff from a young age, from, like, athletic sports, basketball, uh, basketball, of course, like, soccer, football. <clears throat> my my oldest brother played the guitar, so I went to a bunch of concerts when I was little, and I, I was always kind of tagging around 
even all even all the way to going to carnival in trinidad i was just kind of always taking around so that kind of had a big influence on me just knowing i'm grounded i have people around me i have some great supporting cast <clears throat> who would you who would you say your crutch is hmm? your crutch who's your crutch like who do you lean on who do i lean on i want to say my mom but my dad too right especially probably with the foot yeah yeah i want to say my mom yeah what kind of what kind of advice are you getting from home from home is just kind of tomorrow's another day do what you got to do today tomorrow's another day and my mom always used to tell me you're responsible for what you are and you're responsible for what you aren't <clears throat> that kind of means to me like i'm responsible for putting the time in when nobody's watching i'm responsible for like leaving home at such a young age going and taking care of business and coming back home all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff when did that like really click in that kind of that advice that's very that's very specific advice you know and that's like th for someone even my age or older it'll take a while to settle in when was it a point where like no when my mom's telling me right now this 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 means something you know what i mean it took a while for it to kick in it didn't kick in until i want to say when i went when i was in memphis I, when i was in memphis playing for tennessee prep any Pay me a picture. Like, was it a day? Was it like, you know, what, I'm going to go out, get some extra shots up right now because like, you know, it sunk in or. Um, I think it was like, I was just in my bed laying down. Like I wasn't feeling too good. And then I just kind of got like this burst of energy. I was like, nah, I'm going to the gym. I just walked right to the YMCA and I just got, I just got into a groove. Uh, OMFM. I, I try to talk to everyone that's part of it whenever they come on a podcast or do an interview or anything like that, just to see what everyone's yeah. getting out of it. So speaking of like a support system, how have they helped you? Well, they've kind of been like a, it's kind of like a tight group of friends that have always been around. Like we all have really similar interests and we all, we all have kind of similar goals in mind. And it's kind of knowing like I have somebody else's different perspective, some more wisdom around me and just knowing like how unique you really are. Who on OMFM is giving you a bucket nine out of 10 times? You're a lockdown. <laughs> I know that. So, but who? Nine or ten times. I don't know about that, honestly. <laughs> I don't know too much about that. You say you're from Trinidad? Yeah. And and you've been back. What, what's just what's the what's the lifestyle difference there? What what kind of what have you taken away from back home? Or I don't know if that's home for you, but like, what have you taken back from somewhere you know your family derives from? I feel like, for me, it could be it could be completely different for somebody else, but for me, I kind of feel like. Wherever you go, you got to kind of add your own little twist to everything. Mm -hmm. Like when someone gives you instructions, it's, you got to do like what you're supposed to do, but it's okay to add your own little little wiggle here and there. You feel me? Yeah, make it your own. Yeah. The advice you'd have for the next gen, the generation behind you right now. How would you... Um, well, is let me say this way. Is there anything that you learned from the process that you would apply yourself if you had to do it again? Uh, I would say you just have to find a perfect balance between everything and just find a perfect balance of who you are. Because my like my parents always stress like that was the first thing before anything else. Always having good grades before anything else. So you just got to find that kind of balance and sacrifice whatever you got to sacrifice to find that balance. Any uh, major sacrifices you can remember yourself making? Um, not going to some sometimes not going to parties, going to the gym, leaving home even on my friends, my family, knowing I could have just been there at home and feeling comfortable just going somewhere else, not feeling comfortable, having to get comfortable real quick. 
and, and, and you, you talk about parties right and like that sounds so kind of like cookie cutter like oh man the basketball player didn't get to go to a party but like in high school particularly that's when people are molding like their social groups you know what yeah. i mean like it's, it's hard not to hang out with your friends sometimes because you yeah, know well, it's gonna mess me up tomorrow yeah well i mean I'm, I'm a kind of person like you can put me anywhere in a room with someone i don't know i'm best friends with them in the next 20 minutes yeah <laughs> i never really i never really had a problem just like being put somewhere brand new situation brand new people and i have to fit in i never really had a problem with that but giving that up for yeah. for basketball sometimes that must be even more so difficult for you then yeah well you kind of realize it after the fact like now that i'm home i kind of realize like oh like i really did that like i really wasn't home for that long like i really missed out on that i could have been here for that all that kind of stuff like my brother just had a kid and I couldn't see him from, he was born in August. I got to see him right when he's born. I couldn't see him from, I couldn't see him from September all the way to December when I came home. And then I couldn't see him from December. I couldn't see him from January all the way until April. Yeah, you, you miss out on some stuff, but I mean, you, you guys have time to, to make that up. Yeah, like it's, it's all worth it in the end. Yeah, and I'm sure you're gonna make a lot of friends over at Hess. When yeah, when you start your McMaster career, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so something that we haven't done uh, in a long time is the not so rapid fire segment, which is like we just go a little bit faster than we usually go. But I got the hard hitting questions here. Mm. I know you're you're into music. I know that because we follow similar Instagram accounts, and I can see when you like shit. So, yeah, I know you. What's it? Hot, hot new hip hop? No, I forget. You hip hop? I don't know. Anyways, but my first question is, what are your top three artists right now? My top three artists right now. Y your favorite, not who are the top of the game kind of thing. Like who are oh, your my favorite? favorite? Yeah, we'll go with your favorite. I'm not gonna put you on the spot like that. Pop Smoke, always. Mm -hmm. He'll always be up there. I was I was in Memphis, so everybody was banging Pusha I, I I like Pusha <laughs> and Lil Baby. Okay, okay. What would your dream collab be my like dream two, two two artists together in a song michael jackson and pop smoke hands down how that you already thought about that yes how, how, does, how, how does this work i don't know just the pop smoke kind of and then the michael jackson kind of melody with the whole kind of like dancing kind of stuff so i i will i'll be thinking about that for probably the next two weeks just trying to figure It'll out It'll click at one point when it clicks you're like oh because i know the drake had a song with mj right or they mm -hmm. they, they say it's mj but like yeah. it could be anybody <laughs> yeah it was it don't matter to me i remember that i was yeah. a girl bumping it what do you have you listened to new j cole yet i just i just stopped i just uh, i just finished listening to the album actually you finished all the way through What'd tough tough oh. like when i first heard what is it Pride is the devil. I was laying in my bed and I was just getting ready to go to sleep. And then I heard little baby's part. I was like, oh, <laughs> it just completely caught me by surprise. Bro, I, I, I was bumping it this morning. I'm like, this is not like I got one and a half songs and I'm like, this is not a like, it's nice out. It's sunny. It's like, I'm happy right now. I don't <laughs> I don't have the time to actually give him appreciation to what he's saying. So I'm going to save it for tonight, but I'm yeah, excited to listen to the rest of it, bro. I would say go on like a walk in like one of the sun setting and just listen to that. I'm definitely gonna do that later, hundred percent. 
because he's got he's got like he's got good obviously he's got amazing melody and stuff but it's like his he's saying something yeah he's saying, some, some, like, yeah he got it you got a preference cole or drake from canada fam come on jake all the way okay good 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 i'm just making sure you know you got it hello yeah i just want to you have to. You gotta, you gotta take what, care of the pack. You have to. Hi, right, bro. Um, next, next question that's actually on the list. Who uh, has been your toughest guard? Who, who's toughest one guy? Guard. Who's someone that gave you fits? Like you had to guard him all game. Hmm. I all game. That's a good question. I wasn't expecting that. Um, and it doesn't have to be a big name. You know what I mean? Everyone's goes, goes yeah. to like the biggest name out of their catalog. They go, like, but you know, sometimes people just match up well and that wasn't your hardest guy. It could be, it could be someone that never even played, you know, college ball. It could just be like this guy, this one day was tough. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There was just one guy when I played for a team, I played for a session, the team in Pittsburgh, this one kid, this one white shooter, my hand would be here, grabbing his face, cash, anything. I push him midair, he's falling back, cash, anything. He's the same build as me, same frame as me, just cash. I don't, I didn't get it. I don't understand how he was hitting those shots. What, what was going on with that? I would punch him, cash, make no sense, none. You keep tabs on him? Hmm? Have you keep tabs on him since that day or? Well, I mean, I, I follow him, he follows me, we're, we're cool. Yeah, but no, nothing too like different than that. I think he's going to Ohio State actually. Tough. Yeah, he's in Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, that must be a, that must be a, like if you're you're outright fouling the guy and he's still hitting on you. Like you're a good bro, defender, bro. You're a good defender. Bro. Like it's not supposed. To, it's already not easy. Bro, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like I was like, what's going on? Because he would like shoot the ball like this, and his his hand would come forward after, or he would uh. fall, his knee would kick up, and the ball is still somehow going in the rim. There's a lot of people with like funky releases and just off balance. It's just like like Lamelo. Have you watched Lamelo shoot? Yeah, he's like, Lon- Yeah, exactly. Like Lonzo had upper body problems with his shot. Like you know the, the release was janky from up top, but Lamelo's whacked from down low. Yeah, but I, I mean like cash. You, if you if the ball goes in, it goes in. Don't right. broke. Don't fix it. Don't. What's, what's that saying? If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Kill you, but it's just. Must be so frustrating. Some some kids, some phys ed teachers' sons probably taking a thousand shots outright proper in his garage right now. And then yeah. there's Lamelo Ball with, you know, <laughs> yeah. Slot. Um, what's a moment you can recall that you were like, like I want to say like the clutchest moment in your career, or like just any point where you're just like, man, I came through. Offense, defense, whatever. Came through the championships of that CNIT game. That's one for sure. Um. Okay, you know what? Take me, take me through that game because that, that's a big game. That's a like yeah. pros, pros playing that game and win MVPs and and you did that. So what what was what was that day and what was the what was the championship game like? The day, like the yeah. day of. I started my day. It was kind of like any other summer day. I kind of woke up, just ate some, went to hang out with my friends. That day, actually, I went to my friend's pool and we were swimming around. I was getting loose for that game, kind of listening to music, getting ready. And then 
I just pulled up. I wasn't expecting there to be a crowd like there was, but I pulled up. Basically, everybody I knew was there. How many people do you think? I, like, I have no clue. It's a good amount of people, though, hey? A pretty good amount of people, yeah. But like, what, was the, what was the locker room like before the game? Like, Did anything stick out before the game that you're like, you trace back to now? Be like, I need to do this every time? <laughs> like, um... Not that I could think of. It was just kind of one of those games where, like, I hit this first shot. I was like, okay, it's, it's one of these days. Mm-hmm. And then I hit the second, third. I was just, I hit, like, probably, like, four or five threes. Five, yeah, I think it was five threes that game. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of grabbing all the rebounds. I was just, that game was just fun. I was just, I just felt loose. Right. No, that, that, that's a huge game for anybody's career. Like, anyways. People forget about that. <laughs> that you did that. People forget about it. that's the only championship Burlington's ever won. Yeah, well, they'll remember now. <laughs> yeah, I'll clip this. I'll put it on IG, guys. Don't forget this part. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can have dinner wherever you want with four other people from anywhere in the world. It's not a problem. I'll just call them up. I'll get them here. Where are we going? And who are you who are you kicking it with? Where are we going? Who am I kicking it with? Um. I would say I'm going to Bora Bora Island. Nice beach. I'm having dinner with. Do they have to be alive? We'll, we'll get, they don't have to be alive. Okay, we'll just go with that. Okay. That makes it way harder. <laughs> All right, they're dead. No, no dead people. No dead people. <laughs> I want to say Morgan Freeman, so he can narrate everything. <laughs> who else who do you want to talk to man like any any, it could be hoopers it could be artists it could be like movie stars you know whatever that's what I'm trying to think about movie stars Samuel Jackson what do you want what do you want to learn from him how to just keep a straight face all the time just <laughs> always I got, you got me there for a second bro yeah man we got Samuel Jackson. We got uh, we got Morgan Freeman. Um, what's his name? That guy from Instagram. He's always screaming. Gary Van, Gary V, something like that. Okay. And okay. the last person. The last person. Who don't want the last person? Tail. <laughs> Tail. <laughs> What would Teo's conversation with Morgan Freeman be like? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. That's interesting, bro. You're at Bora Bora with Teo. <laughs> the guy that screams from Instagram. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, we got a couple more. Um, actually, we kind of already talked about this, but what's something people don't give you enough credit for? Um. I want to say on athletic from an athletic standpoint i hit shots mm. from like everything else i'm just i can adapt to any situation i'm put in you think people question that yeah people kind of look at me and just be like who's this random kid where's he from like this foreign kids random foreign kid they don't know where he's from they don't know what he does like i guess the last part uh what's something about yourself 
that would surprise people? Something with myself that could surprise people. Could be like a hidden skill or just like uh, a hobby that you don't really share. You haven't really shared with a lot of people yet. Which is something like, you, you know, people would be like surprised to know this about me. Hmm. I don't know. You don't, you don't have any cards close to your chest that people don't know about yet? Or like I'm, there's something that you do and people are like, wait, you can do that? It doesn't have to be basketball. It could just be like, like you like playing cards or some shit. Yeah, I'm, yeah I play cards too, but I mean, like, there's no specific one. I'm kind of a jack of all trades. Right. All right. Well, what about... I like, I like to read. I mean... You you reading? What you reading? I just finished uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And the next book I'm uh, the next book I'm gonna start reading is Chop Wood Carry Water. What's that about? You know Chop Wood Carry Water. Yeah. I have no clue yet. I literally just grabbed, I just got the book. Like, I haven't read it yet, dude. That's why I don't, like I just told you I'm about to read it. Like yeah. <laughs> I'll fucking know, man. <laughs> no, I no, I heard I heard Rich Dad Poor Dad though. It's like people like live by that book. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. It kind of like gave you a different kind of perspective of the way to make money. Cause what it says is like Everybody learns to make money a certain way, and we're all kind of like all, the way that they learn is all kind of in this box. And people don't really think outside of the box. People kind of don't really. One thing that really stuck with me is the asset and the what's the other word? There's something called about assets. Like when you have money, you gotta get assets because assets is what bring you more money. Mm -hmm. Instead of a liability, that's what it was. Asset and liability. Liabilities right. will make your money go down. I I don't know if I I think I forgot if I asked you this or not. Um, but what are your goals for your McMaster career, basketball-wise? For my first year, I want to get all freshman team, but I want to win games, so I feel like that'll just take care of itself. Mm -hmm. And every year, just making strides in my game, getting better each year, every offseason. And then one year, by, my, by my senior season, taking McMaster to the youth sports championship for all, all of Canada. Mm-hmm. And then winning that. You, you have a game plan. Right? You got this is where I'm going to do first, this is where I'm going to do second. And by the end of it, you want to you go out champ? Well, I kind of have an idea, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see you uh, get there, man. And uh, I want to say thank you for doing for doing the pod, doing the interview. And also, thank you. You're one of the first guys to let me uh, to hop in the gym with my camera and start getting some film up. So I appreciate yeah, you for that. Your day one, man. So okay. thank you so much, man. Wow. Hey, bro. Yeah.